Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Wednesday, November 18th, 2020. I am Andrew Hansen alongside Shane Caldwell. And this is an exciting time, Shane. It's the NBA draft going on right now. And we've got a big announcement coming up at DFS Coach Talk, which I'll get to in just a minute. But we also have a rematch of one of the shootouts in the NFL all season here with Seattle and Arizona coming up on Thursday Night Football to kick off week 11. Yeah, this is Arizona-Seattle, a rematch from week seven. It was probably our favorite game of the uh, of the year so far. I mean, an overtime thriller, two of the best quarterbacks in the league going at it. You know, Arizona comes back and wins at the last second. So this is an exciting game, and it's looking like – some of these Thursday matchups, you look at them and you're like, oh, you know, there was like there was like some of those, you know, New York Jets versus New England, like bad offenses. We're just like, oh, man, this looks rough. But this is an awesome Thursday night matchup. So I imagine the hype and the ratings is going to be great to have a, a shootout like this. And it's a really important game for their division as they're pretty much tied at six and three. Then uh, these two teams and the Rams, what a great division there. So, yeah, excited for this one. This is going to be an awesome game. Yeah, I'm fired up. Can't wait to watch it. Can't wait to talk about it with you. But. We also have a terrific offer that we've got to talk about here for our listeners. It's the best offer we've ever had at DFS Coach Talk. So what it is, is with the NBA season just a month away, which is our original sport, we've got the NBA relaunch special. And what it is, is membership for all winter, all the way up to April 1st for $149. So you save on our monthly package. And with that NBA package, you get access to all of our sports. So you get all of our NFL lineups all the way through the Super Bowl. You get our PGA lineups every week. And then when MLB starts, you'll get those. But the amazing thing about this offer is if you make your deposit at betus.com.pa for $149, you get that money on BetUS and you get our membership all the way till April 1st. So we encourage you to do that. We're thrilled that BetUS has offered this with us as a partner. Uh, so I'm, I'm fired up to, to mention it and uh, just wanted to throw that throw that out there. I mean, Shane, uh, it's the best thing we've offered to this date. Yeah, when I heard it, I had to double check with you. I was like, something's off here. This has got to be too good to be true. Like, what's <laughs> right. the catch here? There's really not a catch. Did they just put in a, pro, a promo code in there still? Is it still That's the right. Coach Talk? Coach Talk, all one Okay, word. just put in the Coach Talk promo code when they make their first deposit at BetUS. So shout out to our partners at BetUS for stepping up big because yep. you can go there and play and win money with uh, some of these, uh, you know, you could watch our main slate breakdown and get some of this analysis and uh, bet on some of these NFL games, uh, win some money there and get the membership for what is it like four months uh, right. for, for basically for free with DFS coach talk. So like, this is, that's an awesome promotion. I mean, yep. I, I, I thought there was a catch to it or something like that, <laughs> but yeah. that is, that is too, it is a really good promotion. That's awesome. Yeah. They stepped up like that. Yeah, it's awesome. So I'm excited that folks can take advantage of it and be with us all winter in Discord, get our lineups. Of course, we give out a full FanDuel lineup uh, that's a cash lineup. We give out full GPP lineups uh, for football in every slate. And we give out the coach's clipboard on DraftKings with highlighted players and core plays uh, and then pivots that you can that you can use to fill out your lineup. And we do that for every sport, every main slate. So uh, jump in with us um, with that membership. All right, Shane, so uh, let's get into this game. It is a rematch of an awesome first meeting. And looking at the lines from betus.com.pa, we've got another over-under here of 57.5. And this time Seattle is favored by three at home. 
Both teams are six and three, as you mentioned, tied for first major battle in the NFC West. Um, and let's start with the the visiting team here, as we usually do. Let's let's talk about this Arizona passing attack because Kyler Murray and company are coming off that amazing finish against Buffalo with with the hail mary to Hopkins, and now they get to face Seattle's thirty second ranked pass defense, last in the league. So, do you think Murray and company can have another great outing uh, with the passing attack? Yeah, it's looking really good here. Uh, you know, Seattle's already bad on defense, and they keep, they, their cornerbacks can't stay healthy. Um, and those are the guys that have been getting burned all year. So, I mean, they're into like guys off the street and practice squad guys for their secondary now, and they have to match up with you know DeAndre Hopkins and Christian Kirk and Larry, the, you know Larry the Legend Fitzgerald. I mean, <laughs> I mean all these guys that they have to match up with in this crazy spread system, fast paced deep, you know offense, and then Kyler Murray at the helm with his accuracy and his quickness ability to you know elude tacklers and make big plays off script and his rushing ability. I mean, this is just looking like you know, a crazy, a pretty bad matchup uh, here for uh, for the Seattle defense. I mean, it's a great matchup for Kyler Murray, but they're still underdogs. But even if Seattle does get up big, then that's just more, it's going to be comeback mode, just like they did against Seattle last time and just like they did against Buffalo uh, last last week. Um, you know, so it's looking like a great game script for Arizona. And what you really love about Seattle is it's pretty predictable. They're pretty much a pass funnel defense. They're tough against the run, you know. Um, that, you know, they only get up, I think it's, what is it? 3.7 yards per, per carry. I mean, they're pretty stout against the run. Um, so you're going to be able to, and especially with some of their injuries, uh, Seattle has Quentin Dunbar and Shaquille Griffin out their two best corners. So, I mean, they're down to this, the, you know, like I said, third, four string guys for corners. So perfect scenario in terms of the matchup for Arizona here. And I'm kind of surprised that Arizona, that Arizona's total isn't higher. I mean, they're, implied totals over 27, which is still great, but it's just, yeah, this is going to be a good shootout here. Um, but I think Seattle's going to try to, you know, going to try to uh, slow, slow it down a little more when they're on offense and try to control this game and keep, keep Kyler Murray off the field. But yeah, I think Kyler Murray's obviously the best play in this game just because of his rushing ability and uh, an elite matchup here. So are you kind of th- thinking the same? I, I mean, I do like Kyler Murray and it's, it, it, it would be hard to fade him. And the the rushing ability is central to that decision. And just looking at his rushing floor in the last four games, I thought this was incredible. His rushing floor in the last four games on DraftKings is 12.7 DraftKings points just from carrying the ball because he's gotten in the end zone at least once every game for the last four weeks and, and last week twice. So uh, that's just amazing. So it's going to be a challenge for Seattle to try to limit him. Uh, he just, you know, squirts out of the pocket and he's almost impossible to tackle in the open field. So, um, you know, I think he has as good a chance as either of the regular backs to do well on the ground. You know, with this committee with Drake and Edmonds, I think there's a good chance I'm going to fade both of those guys in a lot of my lineups. So uh, to me, it's either Murray and one or two of these pass catchers or. Uh, you know, maybe just Murray or maybe just one of the pass catchers. I, I'm, I'm probably going to fade these running backs. So zeroing in on, on the pass catchers again here, um, you know, I like Hopkins again. And and Fitzgerald is the is the guy that I'm I want to get your feedback on as a potential value play because he hasn't had a touchdown pass all season. But he had his best game against Seattle when he caught eight for 62 
And at 14.2, you know, PPR points, if he does that again, he's going to hit value. But maybe, just maybe, would this be the week that the the crew says, you know, let's get Fitzgerald his first touchdown of the season here on primetime? Yeah, I, I like Fitzgerald uh, just because I feel like Hopkins is a great play coming off that awesome game he had last week with that miracle catch. But at the same time, I feel like Seattle's going to focus a lot of attention in terms of safety help and their zone concepts. They're really going to focus the coverage on Hopkins, which should free up a ton of space in those voids in the zone or just over the middle space uh, with the safeties having to pay attention to Hopkins so much. Um, so I feel like Larry Fitzgerald will will be good, especially in the PPR format. He's going to get a lot of catches. Yeah, and he's always in play in the red zone because his ability to, you know, kind of shield off defenders, you know, and his, you know, ability to high point the ball and just great hands, ability to make difficult catches. So I think he's in play, and it's surprising he doesn't have much, you know, much work in terms of touchdowns this year. Um, yeah, he's got a good matchup in the slot going up against Ugo Amadi is a pretty solid matchup. Um, but the other guys have good matchups as well. But I'm looking at in terms of the way they would game plan, I'd be more worried about DeAndre Hopkins um, and somewhat Christian Kirk. So that means Fitzgerald should have one-on-one or open space in the zone concepts here. So that's why I think Fitzgerald is definitely in play here in this game. That should be because you're going to get a ton of passing volume, which means more targets for Fitzgerald over the middle is where you can hit Seattle. Um, you're not going to be able to run the ball traditionally that much most likely. Um, so, yeah, I think he's definitely a good under-the-radar play here. All right. Any other uh, options here on Arizona that you want to chat about before we turn the page to Seattle? Yeah, I mean, I think this is going to be a huge game for Christian Kirk. I mean, he's mostly going to be, again, Quentin Dunbar, Shaquille Griffin out. So mostly he'll be matched up with Lyndon Stevens, where he lines up. And Lyndon Stevens hasn't really played much at all. You know, you can look at his pass coverage rating, but it's based on like 12 snaps, you know, even if it looks good. So he doesn't have any playing experience and he's not going to be able to handle Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk's, you know, good route runners. He's very quick and he's fast as well. So, again, I I project that they're going to really pay a lot of attention to Hopkins, limiting his upside. And it could be a massive game for Christian Kirk here. And again, in a high volume. So I, I love Christian Kirk, probably the best among all pass catchers for Arizona here. If you want to get really sneaky and you talk GPP secret plays here, you can go with Andy Isabella. The reason why Andy Isabella, when week seven had uh, against Seattle, had the most snaps all season, 42 snaps, 50%, uh, 50% of the snaps. So that means they ran more four wide receiver sets. Yeah, that might have been because they were coming from behind, um, but they might also like that look being that Seattle's really short on guys that can cover wide receivers. You can create a lot of mismatches by putting Andy Isabella, who also has a lot of big play upside here. You know, he's a he's a quick little he's a he's a little guy, but he's certainly quick and can he can hit you underneath and he can hit you with a deep pass. If he catches one deep pass, he's going to pay off value as he's super cheap on the showdown slate here. So Andy Isabella is a sneaky play that you can look at there. Um, and then uh, for the for the uh, running backs, I prefer Chase Edmonds because if they get in that hurry up mode and they have to play from behind, I like the the, the receiving upside of, of Chase Edmonds. He does a lot of work in the receiving game, which is where you need to hit Seattle because they're hard just to run straight up against. Yeah, they are. They're they're tough yards per carry, like you said. They've they've held some of the studs down, like uh, Cook and Zeke. So I agree there. All right, let's transition to the Seattle side. And we have to start with the connection between Russell Wilson and Lockett after that incredible game the first time. And, you know, I I was kind of chuckling earlier today, Shane, just kind of thinking about this game 
and thinking about that performance and sort of in a vacuum. Like if you were just thinking about, okay, let me let me just say something extravagant about a, a wide receiver in an awesome matchup. Like you you you, you pinpoint a, a matchup that you like and you say, I want to exploit this. What would you do? Well, let's give the guy 20 targets. All right. And then, well, how many catches is he going to get? Well, I don't know, 15. And well, yeah. 15 catches, how many yards did he get? Like 200? <laughs> and, well, did he get did he get any touchdowns? Well, certainly with all those catches and yards, he must have gotten you'd get like three touchdowns. Right. Well, those yeah. are the numbers that Lockett had against Arizona. It was such a <laughs> phenomenal performance. It yeah. was almost like, you know, in a movie where, you know, truth is, is stranger than fiction. But uh, here's the here's the question. Can he do it again? And we, we wouldn't expect him to hit those numbers again, but they obviously love that matchup. He was phenomenal. So will you go back to that pairing of Wilson and Lockett? I mean, this is actually a really tough, uh, tough decision because Lockett really hasn't done much lately since then. Um, and maybe that was just matchup. You know, they like DK Metcalf's, you know, matchup on the outside more matchup specific game plan specific. Like I get that, but Tyler Lockett's coming in this week. He hasn't really had a full practice this week. It's a short week. He was out last week, you know? Uh, so, you know, he has a, so he has a, uh, knee injury, uh, and he's been nursing that, that knee injury there. So I'm a little bit concerned, you know, or he, he wasn't out last week, but obviously he's nursing an a injury from that game. So my point is I'm a little concerned about Tyler Lockett, even though this is a great matchup and historically the matchup, he had one of the biggest fantasy games we've ever seen from a wide receiver. I just don't know if you can expect a repeat performance. I know you don't need, you only need about a third of that production really to have a good right. game here. Um, but I just don't know if it's worth going back to, um, being that what he's been done lately, and then I'm a little concerned with this knee injury here. Are you concerned? Or are you just saying they're going to game plan again to get him the ball and just got to fire him up? I'm a, I'm a little concerned, and we can't expect 50 fantasy points again. But, you know, the matchup is is similar, so I, I like him again. I still like him over DK Metcalf. Um, but, you know, we – it's probably not going to be like it was last time, right? That was that was so much fun because we played Lockett. You know, he was our guy, and we got to cheer that cheer that performance on with our members. Everybody was going crazy in Discord as we were shooting up the leaderboard. So I don't think it'll be that, but I will have a lot of exposure to Lockett. And, you know, because of that knee issue, I, I am looking at these other receivers a little bit more. I, I like David Moore. You know, he seems to be gaining momentum and, uh, you know, he's uh, efficient. Um, so I, I like David Moore as an option. And then, you know, I'm really trying to dig into all these other receivers and uh, pass catchers because it is a showdown slate. So we've got to find a value play. So, you know, we together, we've been looking at these tight ends. We've been looking at their snap share. We've even talked about Freddie Swain. You know, there's a real deep sleeper you could go with for only 1,200 on DraftKings. He's been kind of out of the out of the mix for a couple of weeks, but last week he got three catches for 37. So if he does that again and gets in the end zone, there's the guy that can help you take down a big tournament. So wanted to mention him, and then also with those tight ends, I think Disley, Hollister, and Olson, any of the three of them could get in the end zone. And again, at their price tag, they could be the difference maker. So I, I think it's important to look at them. Uh, Hollister for me is the GPP play because he's the cheapest of the three. And against Buffalo in week nine, he had five catches for 60 yards. And I, you know, just historically, I like his ability. 
I, I like his hands. I think he's. A, I think he might be the best out of that group at, right now in terms of catching the ball and having the mobility to get some yardage after the catch. So uh, that that's kind of my overview on the receivers. What What do you think other than Locke? I mean, I'm Lockett. I'm I'm slightly leaning DK Metcalf over Lockett, even though the last game, obviously Metcalf, you know, was bad and Lockett had a historical big game. But I just kind of have a suspicion. I think Patrick Peterson will be mostly shadowing DK Metcalf. And I just have this theory that uh, Patrick Peterson has been playing pretty good lately, but he's not like a, you know, you know, he's not his Pro Bowl self like he used to be. And I just have this theory that Patrick Peterson is an old player with a lot of mileage on it. And he's coming off on a short week here on Thursday. So he might not be as sharp in terms of his quickness and, you know, ability to have the endurance throughout the game. Because what DK Metcalf does is he wears you out yes. with his with his endurance and his strength and elite of athleticism. So, again, maybe you shut him down for a quarter, but eventually he hits you with one of those deep bombs or he comes across the middle and, you know, breaks a tackle because he's so physically imposing so my point is in the rematch i think they might look to get dk metcalf the ball knowing that he might have an advantage on a short week in terms of his recovery time because he's obviously a young guy who's an elite athlete who can recover quickly and still and beat other guys that may not recover as quick like a veteran like patrick peterson so i kind of like him to have a bounce back game compared to his last game against arizona and they're going to need him because you know Arizona's going to be able to score on these guys as well. And they're going to need DK because I they can't necessarily expect Lockett to have this crazy big game. I mean, look at the Lockett game he had last time, and they still lost the game. It's my point. And maybe one of the reasons they couldn't, they did lose the game is they, they couldn't keep up scoring at the at the very end in overtime because they couldn't hit DK Metcalf. So again, it, things could change this game. And that's what I'm looking for is I'm slightly leaning Metcalf, even though he's a little more expensive than Lockett. And the other guy I like is Carlos Hyde. Carlos Hyde has been injured, but he did have a good game when he came in after Chris Carson got hurt in the last game here in week seven. And Carlos Hyde, I think, is the best running back that's healthy for Seattle. And I think Seattle could go back to old school football like they did the last couple of years where they like to run the ball more because they have a good run blocking advantage against the Arizona front. You can exploit Arizona through the run game, and uh, Seattle's got a good offensive line to do that. That sets up the play action to DK Metcalf and those guys. So I think they look to run the ball and control the clock and slow the game down because you can't get into a shootout with Kyler Murray with your secondary this banged up and your pass defense being that bad because they don't have a great pass rush. They're secondary, like I said, practice squad, third, fourth string guys. So I, if I'm Pete Carroll, I'm going to go back to old school football because I've just lost two games in a row and I'm not liking this. You know, it's the opposite of let Russ cook. We need to, you know, simmer him down a little bit and get Carlos <laughs> Hyde going here. So, okay. So that's what I'm looking at is yeah, simmer down a little bit. I'm looking at a good Carlos Hyde game here where he gets a ton of volume. And the nice thing is he can catch passes too. And he should be a goal line back, you know, so I, I think Carlos Hyde's a great play in this one. And I expect Russell Wilson to still have a good game, but I don't think he's going to get as much volume. They need him to be efficient with his volume and control the clock if they want to win this game. So they are going to try to slow it down because you don't want to get into a shootout with this, these Arizona guys. Yeah, you know, interesting points there. I want to follow up on that. Uh, you don't want to get into a shootout with Arizona because of that matchup, those injuries, like you said. And if you, again, look at it on paper, Seattle is giving up 364 yards passing per game, last in the league. And when they played the first time, Murray had 360 through the air. So, like you said, in a perfect world, they'll possess the ball more and they won't give it to Murray and uh, they'll limit his opportunities. 
So again, you go back to the Seattle side and, you know, with that offense and the way that Wilson has played this year, you know, it is, it is a decent matchup for them through the air, but you know, Arizona is also below average against the run in terms of overall yardage allowed. So I, I think Seattle can kind of pick and choose a little bit. Um, so I think it would make sense for, for them to, you know, lean on hide a little bit to control the clock at, you know, by the same token, Russell Wilson is a little bit frustrated after his last performance against the Rams. No touchdown passes, two interceptions. So he's pretty fired up here to rebound and uh, play much better and and be productive. So I, I still think Wilson's in a good spot here. I think he'll have a good game. Um, and then we should also just mention, you know, we are recording this on Wednesday night, late, early Thursday morning. So it looks like right now that uh, Chris Carson is out. You know, we, we don't think he's going to play. So that's why we, we think Hyde's going to be the lead back. We're not sure right now if Homer's going to play. He's doubtful. Uh, so DJ Dallas could be in the in the mix here to get some touches. We don't know if Alex Collins is going to be active. So obviously stay tuned, uh, watch the news. And if you jump in with us as a member, then we'll, we'll have that for you when we give out our final lineups. So um let's uh, any other final thoughts here on seattle before we wrap up with uh some logistics i think one of the guys i don't know if we mentioned him too much is david moore he's he's been coming on strong he should get a lot of coverage against drake or patrick one of the weakest cornerbacks for arizona and he's the type of guy that can definitely hit some deep shots hit some underneath i mean and he, he gets a lot of red zone targets as well so david moore is another guy if you need to go to value that i did that i do like here as well excellent yeah I, I'm, I'm on him as well so all right, well, what we're going to do here is we're going to grind out our final lineups to get ready for the kickoff. So if you're not a member already, please take advantage of that great offer that we just launched today. So go to betus.com.pa, make your first deposit of $149. They'll, they'll let us know that you've made that deposit. We'll send you an email. We'll get you into our Discord, and you'll be a member with us all the way until April 1st. And so starting tomorrow uh, or later today on Thursday, We'll give out our lineups for football. We usually do it about 45 minutes before kickoff. So we obviously get the injury news at 90 minutes. We make any other final pivots we need to in the last 45 minutes. Shane and I will huddle on that. And then we post those lineups about 45 minutes ahead of time. So uh, jump in with us that way. We'd love to have you uh, and uh, crush it here the the rest of the NFL season. And and then again, we're going to kick off NBA less than a less than a month until we get preseason slates for DFS NBA. It's going to be awesome. Can't wait. Uh, so we'd love to have you join the family. All right. Uh, let's see. In terms of wrapping up, I should mention real quick, uh, social media. Uh, you can follow Shane on Twitter at DFS, not at DFS Coach Talk. That's where you can find all of us. You can follow Shane at DET Sports Shane. You can follow me at Language Olympic. And then the coach is available at J-O-E-S-A-R-V-A-D-I. Big thanks again to betus.com.pa. And then in terms of our upcoming schedule, we'll have our main slate week 11 show post on Thursday where we go game by game uh, through the through the main slate. And then we'll also have our shows on Saturday night, quarterback show, wide receiver tight end show, the running back show, and then the primetime preview for the, uh, the primetime game. So that's the schedule. Um, Want to thank Shane for your great work here today. And on behalf of Shane and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And be sure to tune in again next time 
as we look to crush it in DFS.